I'm going to hit record off the bat. I know how it goes when Brandon's involved. There's always just if I miss if I miss anything, we're gonna ca- we're gonna catch another BDSM moment. Different band, but I'm keeping quiet today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's trying to keep quiet today. <laughs> Being the keyword, <laughs> trying. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's Sons of Shem again. The last time we interviewed Sons of Shem, it was like five years ago at Firkins. Some some things have changed. Some developments have happened, and let's let's talk about it. What's there's there's some new people. There's some new faces. Introduce yourselves, and we'll 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 pick up from there. Sweet. I'm Lib. I am the bassist and the vocalist, main vocals for the band. Um, yeah, but there's quite a few vocalists, so I have to just say which one. <laughs> cool. I am Mandy. I am the rhythm guitarist and backing vocalist. And I am Shane. I'm the drummer. <clears throat> I do some backing vocals when I can, but uh, I've got to focus on the drumming, you know, most important job of the band. So He's one of three <laughs> brown, brown men in the band. One of three brown men, yes. Yeah. One of two drummers. I love that he had to think about it. I love <laughs> that he had to think about what he did in the band. That was great. <laughs> well, I, I do. Yeah, sometimes I have to think. I believe this will come out after our gig next weekend. But Shane's actually this for this gig. He is playing guitar for Reno. So Shane, this will be a, a, a treat for most of Durban who does isn't used to Shane playing guitar. So <laughs> he's going to be on guitar and Dan, who's the new sessionist to help out on drums when Shane's not available, has joined Dan Philogene from Always Us, Truth Decayed and um, every other band in Durban. Yeah, we got a band of uh, band sluts in here. <laughs> and then everyone knows Reno to Run from Truth Decayed, Reno to Run Music. Yeah, absolute gems of humans to work with. Like, you know, it's funny that she's like, oh, like people don't know Shane as a guitarist. Like, I, I never knew him as a drummer. Like, when I saw Shane playing drums, I was like, he can, can you please leave some, like, talents for the rest of us? Like, <laughs> bro, please, like. Try growing up with him. It is interesting, though. Like, you know, you could see me as a guitarist in, in the era when I was playing only guitar. And then you can see me as a drummer in the era where I'm mostly playing drums. And I'm two different people to, to you know, you could meet me in my drumming era and nobody would know I play guitar, like Brandon's saying. Whereas, you know, you met me in my guitar era, sort of, you know, when I was only playing guitar in bands, mostly. But it is pretty funny to think that, you know, people can meet you in a band playing one instrument and have no idea. Because, I mean, like a few of us even do stuff like that. I mean, Brandon, you know, Brandon being a drummer in, in Saturn Return, you know, and um, even doing some session work with uh, Truth Decade and stuff, you know, it's like it's yes, one of those. Yes. I mean, Mandy started off even, didn't Mandy, you sort of started off on bass as well, playing the bass, and now you're a, you know, a shredding guitarist. It's like, it's one of those bands. I think everyone here with their ADD to some extent just like couldn't only pick up one instrument. And there are different bands that are known for it. Yeah. Mm. What I like as well as in a similar vein, like most people know Mandy as a bassist. Okay, now she's a guitarist. But only recently have they started to see, whoa, flip, mans can sing, you know? Um, and that's yeah. been really cool to have a, a bit more of recently. Even in Shems, we've like been pushing man's for a while, like, please do more. Your voice is so pretty. <laughs> oh, you guys are so nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> starting off so wholesome. I like it. Don't get your hopes up. I, I can relate to that as well because like most of my Joburg mates know me as a bassist because I exclusively like played bass in bands in Joburg. So when I go up 
with thorns to play gigs they're like oh you play bass in the band i'm like no actually i, I kind of <laughs> and when i came down to durban when i moved down to durban i brought up most majority of the gear that i brought with me was my bass gear because i was like you know what bassists are rare and i'm gonna find a band a lot faster as a bassist than i am as a guitarist because guitarists <laughs> are dime a fucking dozen and the first people that hit me up were like cool i oh, dude can you play guitar and i was like kind of that is so rare it was naz who hit me up he was like hey dude can you can you play guitar and i was like yeah kind of like cool can you be able to practice on like a saturday on this day and i was like yeah sure and then yeah that's thorns <laughs> You're a drummer looking he was a drummer looking for a guitar or something that's so rare i uh, know right like second rarest thing is the drummer is an organized member of the band that does the admin and makes the moves happen <laughs> that's that's very rare <laughs> as a drummer i can agree no. shane actually at one of the gigs <laughs> uh, it was one of the few where we weren't able to unpack everything from the car and shane like had to unpack all the drums at this gig by himself because we were all like had our hands full and was one of those rushed gigs. And he turns to me and he's like, bro, I forgot about this. I hate being a drummer for this reason. Like I forgot that I have to carry all this stuff and it's actually my role to do this. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I'm the laziest drummer. Fuck it. I don't even have my own equipment. Brown, Brandon's got all the cymbals and shit. I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. Give me the equipment and I'll play for you guys. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Also rocking up to gigs and having Brown like bring the equipment with him. I just mean something. But uh, having to carry it yourself, oh my God. Who, why even play drums? Who even does that? You know? If anyone out there is listening, there's a whole market for Durban drummers who want to have band assistants that just do all the sets up and unpacking and packing back up. The drummer also wants to go and have a beer with the band after after <laughs> everyone's done with their five minutes, take everything down and clear the stage. Unless unless you're our, our vocalist and have set up most of the sound for the gig and have to take that down at the end of the night as well. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> See, now that's also rare. Why, why can't we just get more vocalists to do stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Shame, bro. They're very busy giving their mark back to the sound man and walking off stage. It's a very hard job. <laughs> you are the vocalist in this band. <laughs> oh, but I'm still going to do my bass and Shane's drums. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Oh, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. So you touched on something quite important um, earlier, bro, that uh, i just like to comment on is that, yeah, a lot has changed. So Shems did start off, as you heard in the last interview, with a three-piece. And then we took it up to a four-piece because I've always had a vision for melodic leads without losing that power because we've got that rap rock vibe it's got room for like something that i draw on inspiration sometimes it's even two pucks like pour out of the liquor and stuff the guitar there is not to show off it is there to keep a little catchy jingle that gets stuck in your head and we've done that with songs like um, prophet kings and um, sons of shem self-title track um, where the lead guitar is not showing off and it's actually playing a repetitive lead over and over, but it's a catchy little piece that gets stuck in your head. But without losing the the real nuts and bolts of the mix, which is Mandy's strong presence of rhythm guitar, you know? So that's been quite nice. Whereas when we had Ray, shame, that poor guy was having to do lead, now switch into rhythm, now back into lead, you know? So that's been awesome. And the musicians we've got to work with, it's really really been an incredible journey so far with 
guys like Dan and Shane and um, Reno, who are the veterans of the scene. And then like working with Mans, who's like entered the scene. What, Mans? Like 2018, I'd say, hey? Uh, I think like 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been awesome so far. Such a gift journey and such professionals to work with. How much would you say that it's like impacted the the overall sound of Shems really? So having so many new, because now Brandon, you are the only core member left of what Shems was originally. How much has had the influence of three new members affected the overall sound of the band and the direction that it's gone in? So we have quite a uh, different kind of way of working, and that's it's it's ironic because if I had to say this without the explanation, you'd think I'm a band dictator. <laughs> but everyone <laughs> in the band, I've said a few times, guys, if you have any ideas, please add it to the mix. I'm always open, even though you guys are here in a session capacity, not man's, but the others all just want to be sessions. And I was like, don't ever feel like you can't have a voice here. I'm always open to that. And everyone's turned around and gone, no, bro please you keep doing it like we love gelling on with your thing so like for example the person with the most freedom and liber- liberty is reno who's who can have more of a voice as a lead guitarist whereas the drummers there's kind of a, a particular beat you know it's kind of certain syncopations you need and stuff like that with reno he's got the most liberty and even with him he'll come to me and say okay, what do you envision for this part what's the energy meant to be like he could write he like every single member of this band is capable of hearing the song and interpreting it and adding their own flavor to it but everyone has chosen to be like you lead the ship tell us what to do and we'll we'll have a jaw doing it you know so in that sense not too much although the early shems was a bit more bluesy had a lot more of the bluesy scales and stuff going on and i've always been more for that alternative dirtier grungier sound you know that garage rock kind of vibe coming in um also as you've seen bordering on a bit of metal sometimes and that's come out a lot stronger. So from that sense, the guitars have become a bit more grungy and alternative rock direction, while the drums in keeping that have also gone a lot more to the hip-hop side. And Shane and Dan have really done well to get that kick snare placement oh, that is so, so unique to hip-hop. So yeah, that's the best I could say on that. It fascinates me though, because like Shems, like this is no disservice to how like Shems was before, but like you guys are sounding better than ever. Like it's absolutely what a fucking experience. I got to see you guys quite recently, actually, I think within the last month or so, I think for the Torn gig, it is sounding fucking juicy. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. It's been a lot of hard work and a lot of back and forths. And, and, and like you say, it's no disservice to other guys. It's very hard to do what we're doing now as a three piece. Yeah, that is absolutely batshit. And like, I want to ask, <laughs> man's like, your transition to playing guitar from bass, which which was first in the timeline? Was it Saturn Return or was it Shems that you started playing guitar for first? It was Shems. And I think that's actually, we were talking earlier about, you know, being asked to be a guitarist. Um, that kind of is what happened to me because I, I was really excited about Shems. Like, I loved the band even before I knew brands properly. And, um, yeah, when Brands is like, we actually looking for a rhythm guitarist. That's when I kind of got more into guitar at the time. And that's kind of where I started on guitar. So, yeah, it's where my journey began. Did you ever look at Brandon and were like, uh, when you were watching Shems and think, I'm going to marry that man and play guitar for him? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> the first time I saw him on stage. <laughs> Actually, that was that was back in Domain 8 days. Shane and I were still yeah. in Domain 8, and that's when I met Mandy back in 2013. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. That makes me sound like such a G. <laughs> well, you know, Brand's like energy on stage, and he just like owns the presence on stage. He's yeah, he's a he's a beast. <laughs> oh yeah, no, man, you you straight up just beat me to it, dude. Like that's all. Like, and so like this is probably the most active that I've seen Shems in terms of just the sheer like ballsiness of what you guys are doing. There was obviously the the torn gigs. You guys played the Untertager stuff as well, and. Just how these last few months have just been stacked for you guys. How has the the overall experience been? How have you guys been feeling about everything that's been happening, and just the the sort of feedback that you've gotten from it? For me, I mean, it's it's been exciting as hell, and this is coming from someone who's actually been taking a little bit of a step back in places. Where for the last couple of months, Dan has been taking a few more gigs on drums and stuff, um, but that actually has given me a bit of a chance to sort of look at it from the outside for a second as well and the inside you know, like i'm still part of the band which is awesome but like you know they're not playing every gig and now i'm going to pick up on two more gigs coming up at the end of the year now but um it's just been so awesome to see like how fast it's happening how how just how it's happening you know the release of ravioli now it's just been so awesome like i mean i hear the song and i'm so proud of it like mm. you know dan has done such a stellar job of mixing and i'm just so happy to hear that um, now, like I'll listen to the song like every day um, because it's one of my favorite songs, not just because it's <laughs> the band I'm playing in, but because I love the song and I'm so proud of it in that way, you know. So uh, that's been really fun. Though. Like, um, also, I mean, going up to Joburg for, but um, yeah, I mean, just that since, you know, the Green Flame music video and now the Ravioli single and stuff and all of this now, it's just going to be a snowball from here of uh singles coming out i think or i don't know i don't want to say too much maybe uh brandon knows more about this i'm not going to leak anything but um it's just been so awesome to both be a part of and to see happening you know um gigs in joburg have also they've been a, a fun part to you know that kind of stuff where it's just like it's become quite a common thing to be able to go up to joburg at cape town um to play gigs whereas it was a bit more of a mission back in the day it felt like you know to to get your band there and all this stuff. And now it's just like, this is a normal thing for some shit. You know, we can play two Jobo gigs in a year quite normally, or two weekends in Jobo, uh, you know, at least uh, without making it feel like it's this huge thing. And it's just, it's so cool to be a part of that, you know, to be playing at uh, not just in Durban, not just the same venues in Durban, but also getting to other venues, playing at awesome venues, playing with other promoters and other event organizers and all this kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it feels like... Uh, almost a bit surreal at times because I'm so used to playing uh, more small-time stuff, I guess. You know, I'm so used to playing the same local venues and that's I was fine with that in a, to an extent, you know, but now having things grow a little bit more, that's, oh, it's exciting, you know. Now it's like thinking about, oh, shit, oh, am I ready for this? Are we all ready for this? You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a fun, exciting thing. Like, I'm so keen to see what the future holds for Shams now. I like that a lot. And what's cool is it wasn't something that dropped onto our laps. It was one of those things we've worked bloody hard for through from 2017. We started this and we've had to suckle like every, like a lot of Durban bands where drummers come and go back then it was the drummers that were shortage. <laughs> um, and now I see over time there's a bassist shortage and there's more drummers, but we've gone through so many different members and so many different times. But this new patch was like, I have a vision. That is not yet. We've 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 tiptoed around 
you know, with this vision a little bit, kind of getting it here and there. But now that everyone is looking to me to kind of write the stuff and go ahead with it, I'm going to give this vision a shot. And that's been really cool. And also not just the vision, but something Mans and I really try hard to work on is branding, you know, the business side of the, the, the band and what are we doing? How are we doing it? And how do we come across? How do we carry the personality you see on stage? And that, that personality is an extension of who we really are as people. It's not a put on. And how do we get that genuine, authentic feel with the people we love, which are our fan base, you know? Um, and that's been incredible because not only was it just a vision in my head, it's come to life now and we've had to work damn hard for it through COVID and everything. And to see like, you know, like, like what you just said now, like Marcel, like, it's really nice to hear that people notice that, you know, like your, you guys have been active and when we are at your gigs, you're killing it. And that, that means a lot because it, it tells us that like the vision is coming to life, but it's not, Oh, we've been blessed. Things have landed in our laps. We've worked damn hard as Durban musicians do so well. So yeah, it's been nice to be on that end of it now, looking back and going, we've come far. And now hearing the songs that were just in a little shitty garage in Durban, sweating balls with mosquitoes around. <laughs> um, now like being on Spotify and, and getting messages from people of how it's uplifting them, how it's empowering them, how it's bringing them out of their own depression and anxiety. That's, that's every single reason why I'm in music. So yeah, that's from my side. It's something that's been very intentional, very dedicated, very committed. And now we're starting to reap the rewards a bit better. From your experience and this, the work that you guys have been putting into this, like, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Manzi, you've, you've been putting a lot of work into the digital side of this, into the, the, the social media marketing side and those type of things. What, like, to, to the bands that are working on these sort of things, what sort of advice would you give them to actually create that presence, to, to market themselves better? What, what is something that you've noticed that bands aren't doing that they could do to market themselves better? In this band, Brands and I kind of work together. So, like, a lot of the voice of Shams, as you've heard, is, is Brandon's, not Brandon's voice, but it's, like, his vision at the moment. Um, so he does a lot of, like, the copywriting and stuff like that, and then I kind of look at it and give my advice and help where I can. Um, but, yeah, I think the, one of the biggest things right now is, especially with TikTok and stuff like that, is consistency. And I'm sure you'll know as well, Marcel, with being, like, sludge and stuff, is, like, just keeping up and making sure that you – you know, constantly have conversations with people that are following you and um, create that relationship with people that they get to know you and they're, they're used to you and they, they know what you're about. You know, I think that's so important. So I'd say consistency is the biggest thing. The other one I'd like to add to that is also authenticity. There's so yeah. much in this age where we're being marketed to. Every every click on your, your screen or on your phone is usually followed by an advert or something trying to sell, 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 do this call to action, you know, whatever it is, you're always in demand of your money or your time, you know. And I think it's something that I've been grateful for with Shems is we're not about that. We, You could listen to our music or you don't have to. We don't care. If you're just a part of our family along for the ride with us, we appreciate you just as much, whether you like our page or you don't. Like, we're in it, you know, like, and we're grateful that we have a community around us. We have a family, not fans all the time. You know what I mean? And that's right. something I see some bands do well, but right. there are a lot of bands. Hey, guys, please go like this, please. And that is good to do. But if that's all you're ever doing, what is your community like? Are you are you reaching out to your community? Are you bonding mm -hmm. with them? Are you making real connections there? 
That's what it's about. And that's what music's about for me. 100%. I agree with you. The moment I like, if if I'm scrolling through social media and I hit like this video, it's like, it's an immediate sales pitch. I'm done. It's fucking over. Like I'm, I'm, I've lost all interest in your content. You know what? I, I want to look at your content and decide for myself whether it's, it's something that I would like to get involved in or something that I would like to follow. I think even through the music, if I can just add there, I played in so many different bands where guys are like, yeah, let's, let's see what the crowd wants. Let's see what our, our audience wants. And I think, no, like, yes, it's important to be aware of your audience, but do what you do. The reason we have recording labels is because they're businessmen of this world smelt a commodity and that commodity is the artist. And somehow they've got it twisted around where the artist now sucks up to the recording labels, but, and the artist sucks up to the fans, but the fans want to see something they've never before experienced. And if you're just out there repeating what was done a few months ago, because it's the new trendy thing, you know, you're not doing justice to yourself or to your fans, I feel. So authenticity in the branding, authenticity in the music is something that I found quite a few bands miss sometimes because they're too busy out there chasing trends, you know? Absolutely, dude. And like you said, it's it's, it's part of marketing. It is a part of it, but don't let it consume the entirety yes, of your band's yes. persona. A nice balance to try have. So you guys said that this week you released a single. And there's obviously more in the pipeline. Are you are you willing to talk a little bit more about that pipeline, or is it a is it a sneaky pipe? Is it a sneaky pipeline? I can give you a little details. You 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 in there with us, bro? Special backstage pass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you will know, Moss, it's a very interesting time in the Durban music scene. There's this beautiful resurgence happening, but at the same time, simultaneously it does sometimes run the risk of running into little clicks or, you know, you do get one or two bad apples in every single scene, you know, and we're seeing like things have been going really well with like Oaks, like Reverberate and Durban Rock City and then the Vern uh, to mention just but a few. We're at a really cool point now where, you know, we're also taking it to the next level as bands. And that's something that Shems has been doing for a while. We don't just rock up and play the gigs. We sometimes are the ones throwing the gigs. And like next week, we've got something that Durban has not seen for a very long time. I mean, from top to bottom, we are taking it to the next level with a very special gig at Robson's. That's like a nice idea of things to come on the live side. But on the other side, there's a lot of good music coming. We've got the first of the Flood album that has just started. And I could go on forever about how Spotify, for example, has changed the music game. But I'll leave that for another day. And we've adjusted. So instead of just the one, here's our full 10-track album, or actually it's going to be a 14-track album, we um, are doing it via a different way to to really capitalize on Spotify and stuff. So you'll be seeing over the next few months, the album will be coming bit by bit. Um, and it's something we are exceptionally proud of. And just to give a shout-out here, not only are Shane and Dan – two of the most talented drummers I've ever worked with. They both have had a hand in creating two versions of Sons of Shem that I'm exceptionally proud of. Shane mastered, mixed, and visualized from the production side the whole of Green Flame. And Dan is the guy that's taking the rest of the album now as well. So not only are they great sessionists, they are guys with that bird's eye view on music that share what Mans and I also like, you know, like to do. We're not just playing our instruments we're doing the whole experience so that's a good idea to wrap up on shems is not just here to play gigs we're not just here to be an online band we're here to fucking change 
the face of what we know as best as we can, but doing it in our own style, not trying just doing it the way we do, you know? So that's exactly what you can look forward to in the next year or two. Well, that's the guys. It's been so rad having a chat with you again. I hope you have a fantastic day and all the best guys. I'm so stoked to see what you guys do.